forsooth, adverb, archaic. In truth, in fact, indeed. Now used in derision or to express disbelief. Well, welcome back. We're well, we are back and totally not still in Hawaii recording this. Oh, definitely not still in Hawaii looking off the lanai at the ocean view from our suite at the Kealani. Wow. Why are we not there anymore? We, we totally like flew in on the red eye and then like immediately recorded this like and then threw it online as quickly as possible. Yeah, it's not recorded ahead of time. You can totally tell by our really horrible uh, recording production values. Yeah, it's definitely not off of a laptop um, instead of through a professional microphone. Yes, definitely. And these are not the sound of me eating macadamia nuts. <laughs> so uh, we do have some things to talk about. As, as you guys have seen, the episode is uh, you know the worst and best of humanity. And let's just start it off with the worst. We'll try to end it with the best. How's that sound? So that we keep a little bit positive. We'll have to round mentality. it up. I didn't drop them. We'll <laughs> have to round it up so that, you know, we finish on a bad note. So we go bad, good, bad. Okay, I can do that. I can manage that. Yeah. So let's talk about the worst. The worst, the worst right now. Eat my nuts. And that's going to be uh, Jeffrey Epstein. Uh, yeah. Do you know who this guy is? This, this guy is a real fucker. Mm-hmm. He's a rapist. Rapist, uh, sexual abuser, sex trafficker, um, you know, pedophile, uh, sexual molestation, pretty much the whole thing you throw the, the you know thing at. Uh, in New York, in Florida, even used Mar-a-Lago as a staging ground. Best friends with a lot of politicians, uh, a lot of people in the know and the price and the high. It's just it's a lot of just crap and trash. So some people might know. Um, he he got a really interesting settlement agreement. Uh, from one of Trump's uh, like officials, Acosta, and then like everyone basically goes like, "What? How the hell could you give give that a monster like this that deal?" Well, you know, because the Trump administration is definitely monsters. Well, he, there's a talk about the fact that Trump had a friendship with Jeffrey Epstein. I'm sure it was more than a friendship. I'm sure that somebody got diddled by somebody else somewhere. Well, yes, grabbed by the pussy. <laughs> but um, so. There's this whole thing, and apparently in July, Jeffrey Epstein tried to commit suicide in his prison cell, and uh, was unsuccessful, and he was put on um, suicide watch. But they didn't apparently do very much, did they? Well, so you know the guy's tried to kill himself. The situation hasn't changed. He was on suicide watch. Why do you stop the suicide watch? You shouldn't. Well, Jeffrey Epstein has committed suicide... Uh, and he is dead. He was found in his cell around 6.30 on Saturday. Not today. Saturday morning. <laughs> Not today. Not today. Um, One less rapist in the world, though. You know, there's there's a part of me that says, yes, I'm glad that someone who's very clearly and 100% guilty did not waste all the taxpayers' money, did not basically, like, go through tons of appeals for no apparent reason, um, just wasting... All of the government's resources didn't make us and, kill him, and is just dead. I'm glad the part of did me did it himself. Like Good job. But another part of me is really upset because he never actually had to, you know, face justice. You know, he took, he took the easy way out. If you believe in an afterlife, which you don't, then he's facing justice. If How? you don't believe in an afterlife, he's 
not here anymore, and that sounds like a not-my-problem situation. If you believe in an afterlife, a lot of faiths have the afterlife where you're a bad, shitty person, then you go to a bad, shitty place, and you spend eternity being bad and shitty in a bad, shitty place. And that's pretty good justice. But if you don't believe in an afterlife, then he's gone, and nobody cares anymore. He can be erased from all of your thoughts. So, a lot of the victims are actually very upset as well. It's because he, he took the coward's way out of suicide, and it gives them a lack of justice. He didn't have to face his victims in court. It's not a lack of justice. It's a lack of closure. Well, here's the thing. We live in a country in which you are guilty, you're innocent until proven guilty. That's the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. So, until he gets a, a guilty verdict against him, in theory, it wasn't resolved. Nobody on this green earth believes that. Well, that's the mentality that people apply to Michael Jackson. He wasn't a child molester because he wasn't found guilty before he died. Now he can't defend himself. It's not fair. It was a legacy mistake. Okay, but you saw the art book. Oh, yeah. I believe, I believe he was a molester. But but just, that's people's mentality. He didn't face justice. He didn't get to basically have his day in court. He didn't get hurt out. He didn't have a jury of his peers basically find him clearly guilty of the crimes. And the people who suffered didn't get to basically stand up there and have the healing moment of yelling at him the things that he's done, specifically during the sentencing hearing. That's like the most gratifying for a victim, is being able to tell a judge, this guy deserves the book. But at the same time, this isn't like the Michael Jackson situation, because Michael Jackson just died. This guy committed suicide. That is a really good admission of guilt, at least in my book. He didn't want to be found guilty. He knew he was guilty. He committed suicide. Some people say that, you know, Michael Jackson was slowly committing suicide over the course of, like, 20 years. Or somebody was slowly murdering him over the course of 20 years. By giving him drugs that he asked for? By giving him worse drugs than what he asked for. No, no, it was what he asked for. But, regardless, a horrible person is off the face of this earth, and he can rot in hell and die. Right? Yep. That seems about right. Seems about right. Should we move to the next thing? Yeah. Next horrible person. Nope. It's not horrible. This one's kind of a... An amuse-bouche is what you could say. DC Comics is asking retailers to destroy copies of Superman and Spider... Uh, sorry, Superman and Supergirl. Um, is it because they're awful? The comics? Yeah. Or the company? The comics. Well, no, it's... It's funny... It's a uh, justifiable accident. <laughs> so, do you know a lot about how comic books are made? Uh, somebody draws them and then doesn't get paid, and then somebody inks it and doesn't get paid, and then somebody colorizes it and also doesn't get paid. So, generally speaking, you don't usually have the covers done either by the same artist or done at the same time as the comic books. Right. So, a lot of the times, covers will be done months in advance before the book is done. There's just a lot more writing and artwork that needs to be done and colorized before that time. Uh, for that reason, sometimes stories are changed because they're, they're running out of time to get things done. Well, in this situation, episode sorry, issue 14 of Superman and issue 33 of Supergirl had the exact same situation occur, in which they have covers that don't reflect what's actually inside the book because they... We're running a little behind and just put a comic book out as fast as they could and they did not match the storyline the cover has. And I don't know that's like a level of like, okay, they never actually have that fight at the top of a mountaintop like they show off from the comic book cover. But like at least they're slightly connected. Yeah. 
but like this was like so far connected that they're like destroy them. We'll we'll give you credit towards the next, the actual ones that are coming. Don't worry about it. We're gonna resolve this. And in my mind, all I can think is Kaching. 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 How so? All those comic books are worth a lot more now. Oh, I see. They're a mistake. And if people destroy a lot of them, because DC's trying to get the hands on them to destroy them in the return policy program, then you could make money reselling those later, like say like in twenty years, as a mistake cover. Um, okay. Kinda like the, the fucked up uh, action figures that were yeah. pulled off. Yeah. A misprint. So although it was intentionally printed. So if you are in the stores and you find Superman fourteen and then Superman bursting through his symbol and Lex Luthor tempting Lois Lane with power. It says the like the final temptation of Lois Lane. Or if it's um Supergirl. Supergirl, episode thirty-three, issue thirty-three, and it's uh her fighting Brainiac, and it says nothing can stop the new Brainiac. Buy those comics. Cause Kaching? Kaching. In twenty years. That's how the comic book world works though. That's how you gotta do it. I mean that just seems like a long time for a little payout. How much would they be really worth? You know, variant covers can go sometimes for $20 to up to like $300, uh, depending on like the rarity of them. And so if it's a misprint directly from the company, I mean, bam. Yeah, I guess. But is that really worth hanging on to it in pristine condition for 20 years? Well, if you're already hanging on to comic books for like value anyway, I mean, what's one more comic book? It doesn't take up a lot of space and you already got the boxes. Fair enough. So, I mean, like, I wouldn't say, like, go and buy, like, a hundred of them. Because then you're saturating the marketplace and you try to sell them later. Are you, though? Because you're pulling those off the market so nobody else can buy them. And then if you release them one at a time, it's not really saturating. Eventually, they're going to be all, like, who, like, Steve544 on eBay is selling a lot of that one comic book. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, think about it, like, in the diamond trade. You okay. know? Okay. Forced scarcity. Forced scarcity. Oh, Wow. Okay, no, fair enough. I can see that, I guess. Uh, so, I don't know, I think this is, I kind of feel okay with the fact that they're like, let's destroy these, we made an honest mistake. I still think it's, I, I like the idea of having a comic book art that's just comic book art on a cover once in a while. Like, it may not have anything to do directly with that story, but it's still cool art, right? Yeah. Fair enough. But, I mean, if it says Lois Lane's Last Temptation with Brainiac and there's, like, not even a mention of Lois or Brainiac in it, then, okay, I get it. You just merged the two covers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that could be a new DC cover for all we know. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah. I mean, I think it's cool, though, like, if it's so far off, Like, if though, it says Aquaman's in it and he's just not. Yeah, it's, like, the, it's an Aquaman comic and inside is a Batman comic book. Right. I mean, first of all, you lucked out because Aquaman sucks and Batman's amazing. I mean, it depends on the Aquaman. <laughs> it really does. Like, you know that I, I love the... Brave and the Bold Brave Aquaman? and the Bold Aquaman is my favorite. Because he's just so ridiculous and over the top. Oh, I love that he's so ridiculous and over the top. He's the exact opposite of Batman. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> he's literally, in that show Brave and Bold, he is the exact... Like, Batman's all brooding if crime doesn't eat, neither do I. It's like, whoa, whoa, crime eats, Batman. <laughs> And he's all like, Aquaman's all like, I'm here to help. You guys need my help? I would love to help you. Take that. <laughs> I'm going to help you whether you asked or not. <laughs> oh. And we'll sing. Let me tell you about this amazing thing going on in my life. You would love it. <laughs> Come to my house. Have dinner. 
Has a few with the missus. That's the worm from Labyrinth. Still. No, but it's, 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 I don't know. I'm, I'm, uh, I think it's perfectly fine. I don't have anything against DC. I know you hate DC sometimes for the shit they pull. And they pull some really sketchy shit with their artists. With, like, residuals and things like yeah, that. Yeah, they creators, really but... do. People are consistently not getting paid. That's true. It's very true. But moving on now, let's talk about Pokemon. Because you know how much I love Pokemon. Ah, oh, yeah. You still play it years later. Well, I don't know. I play Pokemon Go. You play Pokemon Go. I play Pokemon Go occasionally when it's someplace interesting or it's a community and I have another day off. We didn't find any Corsola in Hawaii. This no, that's crazy. That's, that's weird. Like a whole week of playing, no, not a single fucking one. Mm-hmm. Did they tighten the uh, equator? Maybe I don't know. Do you think anywhere that had like islands and actual coral would qualify for? Yeah, like, literally, I literally was touching coral this weekend and no, no Corsola. But whatever. <laughs> but no, so uh, Pokemon Go, not Pokemon, Pokemon Sword and Shield, the new Switch game. Sword and Shield. Sword and Shield. Uh, they keep showing all this stuff. Like, for instance, they, they, they showed off Team Yell, which is literally like a, a a laugh at toxic fan groups. Like, literally. Okay. Uh, and then they showed off their variant of wheezing. Do you see this thing? No. It's got a top hat. <laughs> Both of them have top hats. I already love it. They look like bonks. The internet exploded going, oh my god, wheezing's a bonk. <laughs> well, I mean, you can make a bong out of anything, so... Yeah, but wheezing on its own... And then you add a tube coming out of the top of it. Okay, fair enough. And smoke comes out of the tube. <laughs> it's not even like it's like a top hat with a clothes on it. There's like it, smoke comes out of the top of the top hat. <laughs> it's a fucking bong. That's awesome. It's just what were you thinking, Nintendo? Well, like, I mean, they didn't accidentally make a dick or anything. So I mean, that's Diglett. Fair enough. Three dick. Three dick. <laughs> dick trio. But oh, so no, but so they're. Like, all that stuff's been coming out, but they just released um, the evolution of their variant for the world of Zigazagoon. So the variant of Zigazagoon, Zigazagoon is normally like, a, a, from the evolution goes like uh, Leona. Uh, it's like a brownish, whitish, uh, like kind of ferret-looking creature. Yeah. Almost like an eater mixed with a ferret. I, I thought it was, oh, Zigazagoon was more like a, a ferret raccoon. Yeah, kind of. Kind of. So they have an evolution of it called the uh, Obstagoon. Okay. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. It's O B S T A G O O N. Okay. So it's like obstinate and also a raccoon. Get your phone out. You're gonna want to look this up, by the way. Look uh, up the obstagoon. Uh, it is, oh. Terrifying. No. So it's standing up. It's got two legs. It's very humanized. It's wearing like leather, black leather. The variation in this world, though, this this uh, oh, area. Oh my god. Is black a black version of it as opposed to the regular like kind of brown color? It's. Do you see it? It's a glam badger that looks like Gene Simmons. Oh my god, you got it! Okay, so that's the thing. That's what everyone's saying. It's like this is like, this looks like it's a tribute not only to Kiss, but specifically to Gene Simmons. Specifically to Gene Simmons. And the internet is also losing their mind after that, saying so they're gonna they're gonna party all night uh, while playing the game. <laughs> Uh, and just, like, really going crazy about the whole rock and roll all night? So, Gene Simmons actually has responded. Yeah? (laughs) So his response to the situation, this is cool, because it's funny, I don't know if you know this, but I actually, uh, I know, uh, I've met Gene Simmons. Um, Yeah. My brother uh, and his son used to play together. Yeah, they went to school together, right? Yeah. They used to hang out and have some fun. I shouldn't say play. They were too old to, like, say playing. It wasn't like they were, like, three or something. But they they used to hang out together, uh, and I actually had dinner 
with uh, his son. Really nice family. Just really nice people. And um, he said, Pokemon has been a part of our household for decades, ever since our kids first discovered them. Which, by the way, it had to have been the later versions. Because, like, again, this is what I'm saying. Like, this, their kids were friends with my little brother. Right. I played Pokemon. My little brother, not so much. So it has to be, like, Diamond or Equilateral Triangle, whatever <laughs> version they've released for them at that time. But regardless, so they were playing that version. Uh, but he says, and to see Pokemon pay homage to Kiss is flattering. I don't know if they paid homage specifically or if it was a mistake. It's definitely not a mistake. Whether they intended is the question. Right. Nintendo hasn't confirmed that they were intending like, to do uh, this, but... Whoops, I guess that looks like him, you know? I mean, it literally looks like a punk rocker. Yeah. But, like, with, like, black makeup on their face. And the Zigazagoon pattern makes it kind of look a little bit like a star mm-hmm. around the eyes. So I, I can see the, the concept. Everyone basically is thinking that way. So it's interesting. But keep in mind, it is just a variant of the, the regular form and it evolves into that. So I don't think there's going to be that evolution without the variation. So, because that was a big question because since it's like, it's like if an Alolan Pokemon evolves, does the non-Alolan Pokemon evolve? If the evolve came only for the Alolan Pokemon. Okay. So the question is, does Zigazagoon, who isn't the like the darker variant, turn into that form? And if it does, what does it look like? Hmm. Like, does it look like Sid Vicious? I mean, maybe it looks like Steve Vai. <laughs> uh, how about a... Um, Slash. Yeah, it looks like Slash. It looks like Slash. Yeah, but Top Hat again, so it's going to be looking like a bomb. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's what the, the wheezing was. <laughs> it was Slash? It was Slash the whole time. Oh, my time. gosh. Do you think all of these things are rock bands? Maybe. And everyone's been missing the references? Like, the, <laughs> like wheezing is supposed to be Slash? Do you think that the artists are uh, just, like, crying because nobody gets it, and this is the first one they got? They're all like, Bong? That's Slash. Do I have to give him a goddamn guitar? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe oh. at least give him the hair. Oh. You know, it's, it's interesting. I'm actually I'm pretty impressed by um, by the design, though. I think it looks kind of cool. By the way, just in case anyone's wondering, this is going to be a short podcast this time around. So Because uh, we definitely don't have <coughs> a beach to go to. Yeah, definitely don't have a beach to go to or uh, fresh fish to eat or sunblock to apply to our voluminous flesh um voluminous. I don't know, that seemed like the appropriate way to do it. let's jump into the last the, the 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 hero of the week uh the best person of the week um, is it me no Aww. it's danny trejo though danny trejo i love him so i've met danny trejo uh outside of the courthouse uh in chatsworth I, he must have got like a ticket or something just walking in and i like I, I was driving away and i'm like oh my gosh it's danny trejo he's like hey and i'm like you're awesome he's like thanks man i really appreciate it i'm like whoa just the fact that he's willing to like, take the time, like when crossing a street, to like stop in the middle of the street and respond to a fan, yeah, is just so he's cool. He's a cool him. guy. He's so cool. He's so amazing. Um, so do you know the story of Danny Trejo? Uh, that he was a thug and then became an actor. More than a thug. I mean, I think he's killed people. It probably did. He was a gang member. Uh, he served some time, and then I think it might have been Scorsese or somebody hired him to be a consultant. Uh, uh, for, like, gang culture for their actors in the movie. And he was like, you know what, I can do better? And he's all like, you're really great at this. Like, you know everything, and, like, you're really charismatic. Like, how would you, would you be okay if you played, a, would you be interested in playing a character in the movie also? And so it's like, oh, yeah. 
it took the role and like he on top of that like was just jumping at any possibility and he was just so friendly and so full of life and so happy to be there that just like people wanted him in their movies like because just how friendly and just like like larger than life he could be is not only like in his characters but just in general mm-hmm. like you know the story about how he got the movie machete right no so they they made that uh, during uh, the Grindhouse Pictures work that he did with Quentin Tarantino. Uh, they had like a, a little like fake movies, like Eli Roth's uh, Thanksgiving horror movie. Eli Roth still swears he's going to make that Thanksgiving movie, but you never know. But so while they were doing those fake trailers in the middle of it, like for like fake Grindhouse films, they did one that was for Machete, the idea of like, you know, Machete is coming, that kind of mentality. And... So, right, like the Jaguar. I guess. Uh, but, like, so the whole entire time after they did that, he kept harassing Robert Rodriguez with, like, phone calls throughout the day. Uh, and, like, being all like, when are we making that movie? When are we making that movie? Because uh, he really wanted to make it. He and he really... was like, you know that's a fake trailer, right? No, no, he was like, yeah, we'll make it one day. We'll make it, we'll make it. Because they wanted, like, everyone wants to work with, with Danny Trejo. Uh, and so... The funny thing about it is that through the whole entire thing, like he was in like a movie, I guess, and he tried calling, like he called him all, uh, Robert Rodriguez, while Robert Rodriguez was in a movie with his family. He's like, I was, you know, in a movie. Why can't you just text me? And then he just responds with, Machete, don't text. <laughs> and that actually made it into the actual movie. That, That's they great. Put that Machete, don't text. Uh, line in there is a joke, uh, which is really funny. But like he's been in Spy Kids with Robert Rodriguez when he did his kids line. I mean. He's got his his uh, Trejo tacos, Trejo cantina, uh, Trejo's donuts. Like yeah, he's he's just like a man of the people. He's just really awesome, and he's just got his fingers in so many pies. He's got Trejo beer now. He came up with a Trejo beer. Well, he's uh, got a lot of money. He's got he's got stuff to do with it. It's not so much he's got a lot of money. It's that he wants to take that money and immediately invest it back into things that he wants to do. Uh, and it gives like like his daughter, I think, runs a bunch of the Trejo's tacos. Which is awesome, and, and it's just like, it's like something that's for his family, something that he gets to do, get to build more than just him acting, because you know he's old. Uh, <laughs> he's seventy-five years old. Machete, not old. He doesn't look it though, right? No. But no, he is quite old. But he he is rather grizzled, and you're used to him looking grizzled, so. Yeah. So in a Silmar neighborhood in Los Angeles, um, there was an accident on Wednesday. Uh, two cars got in a collision, and one of the cars actually overturned. Uh, inside the car was a baby that was trapped. Oh, no. So you have to see this footage. Danny Trejo just darts out there and dives into that car. Oh, what a hero. Uh, now, I will say this. He's not the one that got the baby out because he couldn't access the baby's seatbelt and get him free from that side. So there was actually another person, a female in there, that was able to actually get the seatbelt, like a bystander. We don't know her name free uh and then they both together worked to get the child out of safety of that car Aww, what um, a hero what yeah. a group of heroes just the fact that he's willing to throw himself into like into an danger. overturned car with god yeah. knows what's going on with it because the child's you know but he's he's had a family he has a daughter he's got a son i believe i'm pretty sure he's got a son he's got like he's been there he knows like how hard it is and how much you love your children I can only imagine, like, the, just the idea going through his head that, that what if that was his kid? Yeah. And it's just, there's no hesitation whatsoever because or just, that's somebody's just the right got thing to. to do. And, somebody's and, got to. Yeah. 
And I just he's he is probably you know going from like what he was and like which you have to admit most likely was a situation of circumstance back back God fifty years ago yeah 50, you grew up 50, in a shitty like, area 60 years ago you grew up in a city area and you're you're stuck to what society you grow up with it yeah. and you're not able to really evacuate out so you don't his, really get a choice he was a victim of a circumstance but like he was a good person who found and was lucky enough to get out of there and you know make his life and what a life oh yeah what a life i'm just all waiting for the biography i would watch that I mean, Absolutely. Don't get me wrong. I love, I love Mr. Rogers and his documentary and the live action, the film based upon his life, but played for with um, what's his name, um, uh, Tom Hanks. I mean, I'm I'm all for watching that, but I would kill to watch a Journey Trejo kind of documentary in that same kind of light, like going from like you know basically being on the streets and you know lucking out with this like job helping out in the studios and then making it to basically being in the studios and getting his own film like Machete, like, that's a journey. Yeah, but and it took him a really far away, and he saved a baby, and now he can uh, just, die in peace. I'll just say this right now. I don't now think there's anyone out there who can basically live the Danny Trejo life to present it in the documentary. <laughs> Like in a, in a it would have biopic. to be acted by Danny Trejo. Danny Trejo playing a younger Danny Trejo? Yeah. I love it. But would that be CGI or just a lot of makeup? You know that Denny Trejo is like probably maybe two years away from becoming like the new Chuck Norris. I want to see Danny Trejo <laughs> play himself as a young man, like 11 years old. Do they, do they just have to do it without any makeup or any CGI? Like we're aging and she's like, and you're like, he's I like on his, that. He's on his knees just walking around with the little sneakers attached to his knees. <laughs> oh. He's got the backwards ball cap and a lollipop. Oh no! <laughs> I, he'd probably do it though. For if it was, if it would make people laugh. And oh, was, he would. He I'm would sure. probably do it. I'm sure. But so yeah, he is the best of humanity this week, and we thank you, Jenny Trejo. We, you know, machete don't text, but machete saves lives. Yeah, absolutely, and takes them, but mostly in this mostly case, saves children's lives. Saves children's lives. Uh, but he's now, not Washington. Now moving on to our our another dip down, as Monica has requested. We um, need the dip down. We're going to just a piece of shit company. <laughs> not that far of a dip, though. Disney. Okay. So uh, Disney, you know, they 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 own all our childhood. They own everything, uh, and they own Disneyland. Yeah. Uh, of course. Which is, by the way. I loved Disneyland as a child. Um, I don't agree with every decision they make, like jacking up the price of it's annual a corporate cash tickets. Grab. But yeah, yeah, I get that the fact that you know they can if they don't increase the price of tickets, like literally, they're gonna hit max capacity every day. Yeah, it's a fact. That being said, Star Wars Land or Galaxy Edge Land, as it's called, um, that was a pretty bold and amazing concept. To bring that into the marketplace, you have to admit we From haven't a done land yet, far, far away. But the fact that they, they they created that and they went all out and it, it looks, from all I've seen, to be amazing. Um, well, remember we saw a little bit back the idea that Disneyland was like a ghost town because everyone was waiting in line to get into Star Wars Land. Yeah. So apparently, even though Disneyland is a ghost land, uh, they are not getting what they expected out of Star Wars Land. What did they expect out of it? They were expecting two-hour lines 
for Galaxy's Edge all summer long. And they were getting like not even close to half that long of a wait. Like not even like for the they smugglers. They want people to wait? Smugglers run. The, the what? Monsters. I think it's the, well, first of all, you know people were waiting three hours for that car ride. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, unless you did single rider. Well, yeah. But I mean, like, the general idea is that they were expecting these long lines, and they're expecting, like, you know, staff to be needed. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so a lot of people that work for Disneyland got transferred over to Star Wars Land, and they basically now have their shifts based upon that. And then, of course, with the, the not getting what they wanted out of it, not getting as much people going to it, the park becoming dead, which I imagine might have to do with the fact that people being afraid to go to Disneyland, because the next time they want to spend that money, they want to be able to go to, to Star Wars Land. Right. They don't want to go right off the bat. Because they know it's going to be crazy. So people are holding back from who, the one ticket people, not the annual pass users. Right. One ticket users are holding back. Well, it's an expensive waiting, ticket. And waiting for the moment where they can go and not basically have to wait three hours in line for things. I mean, it's like, it's the same reason I don't like going um, to like any of the panels at Comic-Con anymore. It's like the no line is lines. just fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Like your entire fucking day. If you go to Disneyland and spend your whole day in line for one thing, like, how is that worth it? You know, you paid 200 bucks to go on the Star Wars area, and that's it? So, the thing about it, though, is that uh, it's causing a situation, though, where people who normally work there and have worked there for a very long time, who were full-time employees getting 40 hours a week, were having their hours cut down from 40 hours to 30 or 35 hours a week. And as a full-time employee who, who, by the way... They get paid on average fifteen dollars an hour, so they're like eking out a basic average California economy. Like, so and that's like people who worked there a while, right? Because remember, there was that big thing where Disney fought to not increase wages. Oh, man, then, you know, Disney does a lot to get around shit like the law. Uh, yeah. Is really ridiculous. They got a large work staff. I I admit that they the do. The whole copyright Disneyland. thing is just like fucking bullshit. Well, that's not what we're talking about. That's an entirely different head then, of the demon. And they're doing all kinds of shit, man. Like I can't even believe some of the shit they pull. Well, the main thing about it is that the reduced work week of you know, ten to five hours a week, uh, can mean on a on a double a week paycheck, which people get in California. Like every two weeks, you get your paycheck. It could basically be anywhere between four hundred fifty dollars to six hundred dollars. A paycheck that yeah. you're losing out on prior before tax. That's a that's a lot of money. That is a lot of money. I mean, that's like your food and like like utilities for the month if you're like living you know tight. SoCal, yeah. If you're living tight, so I mean that's that's hard and that's like employees who had no like who like oh yeah you know like I've been working here a long time I get good hours I'm going to go over this because no so one's going to love it but it's going to be a good time. Yeah, you better move be in worse. with your parents. It can only be worse. Because, yeah. you know, like, because whenever a company gets hit hard and full-timers get dropped from 40 to 35 to 30 hours, the part-timers go down to, like, four hours a week. Yeah. It's bad. It's and it's like, it's, like it's almost like, like, should I, like, I'm going to go find another job, but it's like, no, but we need you committed to work whatever we schedule you. Yeah. It's, it's pretty like, bullshit. No, yeah. The companies are, are bullshit to their part-time employees, let alone their full-time employees. So, yeah, uh, head to Star Wars Land at uh, Disneyland. Yeah. So, hopefully people can get their hours back. Yeah. Well, I mean, how did Disneyland in general? Uh, I, I, I'm i usually not to be able to say, like, give money to shitty companies. And Disney can be a shitty and also a great company at the same time. I mean, they're not Nestle. But they they hit a niche, and they know what they're worth, and they, they know what they create, and they do create an amazing experience for children. The fact that Disneyland knows when they make their hats that they're going to probably have to give out 
like a quarter of their hats for free just because they don't want a kid to have a bad time. You know about this, right? Yeah. So if you or lose your hat or whatever, kid loses you can go their and hat, get another one. You can immediately just go with your receipt and get another hat. Yeah. And they don't give a shit. They literally are like, okay, because they're the kids come first. The experience right. comes first. And for a place to have that mentality is insane. Like, they don't ask your kid's age when they come through there. You say your kid's, like, two years old, they'll believe you. That yeah. kid could be seven. <laughs> that kid is very clearly not two years old. It's but a glandular. They, <laughs> they can't say a fucking word. Because of the experience of everything. They don't want to basically, yeah. like, they don't want to fight at the gate. All right, get on my shoulders and duck down. You're real tiny. They don't want a Toontown situation. Yeah. <laughs> like those fucking horrible people punching oh. it out. Those are the worst horrible people. Those weren't this week. Those were earlier the week. Well, I think... I mean, we're, we're, we're we got, again, this is an early post, We for sure don't have places to be right now, so. But I think this is a this is a good little short, as they usually are when it's just you and me without a guest, mm-hmm. podcast. Yeah. So I, I thank you for sticking it in for the best and worst of the week with us. Um, <laughs> we'll be returning to normal, hopefully, with a guest uh, next Monday. Uh, so, yeah. But thank you again for, for stopping in, and have a good one. Bye. Even Forsooth Podcast is a trademark of Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. Forsooth Podcast is brought to you by Five Fire Monkeys Entertainment. No badgers were hurt in the recording or producing of Forsooth Podcast. If you or anyone you know was offended by this podcast, please contact your local congressman.